0: Welcome to the most dangerous podcast.
1: How are you, James? Uh, I'm okay. No, not too bad. It's quite weird, isn't it? Because we only spoke a few days ago. So yes, I'm I'm good. I don't really have much news
0: though. (laughs) Nothing's really happened over three days. Do you know what? Do you know this weekend? I actually, I did nothing, which is really difficult for me um, because I'm a bit of a workaholic, you know, I can't sit still. And it's unusual not to do anything. I really struggle
1: to relax. Did you um, experience the storm?
0: We did, yeah.
1: Did you? What was it? Storm storm, um, Aisha. Aisha, yeah. That was the big one that was doing the rounds recently, the past couple of days.
0: Yeah, although there was like an amber weather warning, wasn't there? Yeah. And a tornado alert.
1: Yeah. And... I was I was bracing myself for it. I was re- kind of looking
0: forward to yeah. it a little bit. What happened at our house was Teddy's plastic lawnmower moved across the garden. Yeah, I think my black bin fell over. <laughs>
1: Maybe a, a garden chair sort of yeah, scooted yeah. along the, the patio about, I don't know, two foot. And that was about it. <laughs> so I was a bit dis- disappointed with that. I was kind of like, you know, I, I read it in the news and then there was yeah. all this kind of like massive disruption and that's not to say that's not happened sort of in other places around the country but it it did specifically say on the news the northwest of england oh yeah we had had
0: the amber didn't we
1: yeah absolutely and like i didn't i don't think we had any rain or anything no it was just pretty windy yeah you know that's standard for the northwest did it really (laughs) Stay in. If you go out, put your kids on bits of string. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, don't feed oh, them helium. No, no. But apparently, there's another storm on the way. Apparently, yes, sir. Just Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Just Jocelyn. 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 But she's on the way tonight, apparently. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn sounds like an angrier woman, doesn't she? Like, yeah, like the nice yeah. Yeah, you can't judge your book by its cover, though. No, true. <laughs>
0: got these podcasts are getting better and better aren't they <laughs> on then, carry on. what are we doing then well it's exciting it's exciting because we've teased this for a few weeks now Um, and this is the, the first of our series isn't it
1: it is yes mm. uh sought after much the anticipated series of, of pods that we decided because yes. we did say didn't we that we were kind of just, we were doing episodes, mm-hmm. but we felt as though there was more content that we could put into those episodes. So why not do perhaps a collection over one Absolutely. broader
0: series? So so what is it then? You do the big reveal. The big reveal. So we are looking at the most dangerous things in, you ready? Ready. Australia. da da The most dangerous country in the world where everything that's alive wants to kill you well yeah
1: you say that so you know we like last last time we spoke about kind of stereotypes and uh yeah how how other nations kind of view other other areas or continents and things uh yeah well that's our view of australia everything there wants to kill you i'm sure it's (laughs) not true i'm sure it's beautiful but uh
0: well there's a lot of people live there a lot of people that move there so there must be something attractive about it but yeah i think the 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 Western world just see it as this place full of creatures that all want to kill you that live in your toilet and bite yeah. your arse and stuff I, like that and
1: like you see these like travel programs and stuff and it does look absolute like a beautiful like paradise something oh, like yeah. it but I don't think I'd ever go because <laughs> everything wants to kill me
0: yeah true true um it's the kind of you see like. You know, you go to like the Serengeti and there's like lions and big, you know, hippos and stuff that want to kill you. Mm. But you can kind of keep an eye out for them because a lion, okay, it could sneak up on you, but it's a big thing. Whereas in Australia, there's like sneaky wee things that can kill you these spiders and snakes and stuff. And um, they come into your house. You're living in a house in the Serengeti. Lions really come in through the front door.
1: That's that's exactly what I was just about to say. Like, you know, in the Serengeti, mm-hmm. a lion doesn't live around the back of your toilet. No. No. You know, so you, or if it does, you know it's there.
0: hmm So I'll be presenting the first of our choices. So what we're gonna do, we're each gonna present a couple of items that, that we think are the most dangerous in Australia. And then towards the end of the, the series we'll we'll debate it, won't we? See who was right. See yeah. who was wrong. We'll perhaps do like a, a ranking system, maybe, or yes. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> a ranking system. But it's, uh, it's it's my go tonight, so I've got a, a wonderful a wonderful presentation for you tonight, James.
1: I hope so. All right, right then, Fraser. So you're first. Uh, we flipped a coin, you won, and you've got the first choice.
0: So go ahead. What have we got here today? Right, well... As we've discussed, you know, in Australia, you're walking about and there's snakes and there's spiders and all these creepy crawlies and kangaroos and stuff like that. But um, I found something that I thought was particularly dangerous. Now, Mm -hmm. imagine you're walking along through the woodlands in the forests in Australia, minding your own business, looking out for snakes and spiders. The last thing you expect is a giant leopard size bear to land on your back and bite through your throat so you're dead before you even know about it
1: leopard size
0: leopard size yes um That's now pretty big it's pretty big yeah yeah um what i'm of course talking about is the drop bears um their mm. their official latin name Thylarchitus plumatus.
1: <laughs> a drop i've not heard of these drop bear
0: no wow. so yeah so they're about the size of a leopard or a large dog and they've got coarse orange fur with some darker mottled patterning similar to that seen in koalas in fact they're they're quite koala like but probably twice the size and a lot more dangerous looking
1: so koalas are like do <clears throat> so you say like mottled to so like a um, like orangey mottled color yeah
0: so orange with kind of black patches on them
1: Right, because like koalas are kind of gray aren't they? So they are, yes. Slightly um, different variation of that.
0: Yeah, the the koalas are more grey, but they've still got that kind of black mottled pattern on the back. So these yeah, are more yeah. orange. Um, a bit like koalas, um, you know, they're quite a quite a heavy built animal, quite powerful forearms for climbing, holding on to prey. Um, they don't actually have canine teeth; they've got quite big, powerful premolars. uses biting tools and it's believed they actually have a bite similar to that of a bolt cutter and can bite through a human neck easily bloody hell
1: the reason i said koalas though is because Mm -hmm. i was thinking because you said bear right yeah yeah. and i was thinking like australian bear i can't Mm -hmm. can't think of any other you don't get like brown bears or black bears in australia so you said bear so i was thinking koala bear and the, did you say it was like closely related
0: to it earlier? Yeah, they're they're, they're quite quite like koalas. Yeah, so similar so sort of like body kind of shape like and stuff. But they're the, they're a the ginger bigger. cousin. That's it, big angry ginger cousin.
1: But but a bit a bit a bigger version. If this yes. is the size of a dog and a leopard, um,
0: and a lot more dangerous. I mean, koala bears people think are quite cuddly things. I believe koala bears can be quite vicious as well. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I did see some stuff. They've got a bit of a nasty nip. Apparently, if you like, kind yeah, of yeah, wind them up or. Steal a food or something, they kind of come well, at they,
0: you. they do sleep like 23 hours a day, so it's a bit like me, um, yeah. <laughs> They're like the laziest creatures in the world, I think. Koalas,
1: uh, well, i you
0: know, i like to challenge them on that to be honest. <laughs> um, so their habitat they, they tend to live in closed canopy forests, um, as well as open woodlands on the margins of dense forests. I right. don't know. They really tend to come out of the the and woodlands very much. You never really see them near roads or human habitation. Um okay. So you you've got to go to where they are, really. At least they they're don't... quite docile. Then and they don't really kind of interact with humans. That's it, well. Yeah. Um, unless they're dropping on you and killing you.
1: Yeah, um, but I guess you'd have to be walking in the forest or whatever. You're not that's like, kind it.
0: of. They don't hang off lampposts. No. 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 Uh, they tend to be found in the. Like I said, densely forested regions of, of Australia. Um, so they're they're southeastern Australia. Uh, there's some reports of them in southern Australia, Mount Lofty Ranges, and they're known to be on Kangaroo Island. Sounds like a wonderfully interesting place.
1: Uh, yeah, I was just about to pick you up on that Kangaroo Island. Come on, you must have looked into this because it sounds sounds good. Yeah, you. Think then when I... you kind of like because you get these like sort of. Um, <laughs> comic versions of kangaroos which are kind of like (laughs) lovely and cute but then when you see them like properly you know when you see these these documentaries and yeah and that they're fucking nails and boxing people's ears in
0: oh they're big hard bastards yeah
1: yeah yeah so what's kangaroo island then
0: it's just an island full of kangaroos um yeah i'll be honest i didn't look too much into it Um, but i believe it's a an island with quite a high kangaroo population. So. Yeah, I know. There's clues in the name, I suppose. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen that? As there's a spider island somewhere, where just everything's covered in cobwebs. This is billions. Yeah, of spiders. I've seen that. There's
1: a few, isn't there? I think I'm sure there's a cat island.
0: Yeah. And a a dog island.
1: island. I'm sure that's in the UK. Like, isn't like a dog island, but it doesn't have any dogs on it. It's just called dog island.
0: I don't know. There's
1: yeah, Puffin, I'm sure
0: Puffin that's... Island. Yeah. Um, but the what you know? One of the funniest YouTube videos I ever saw involved a kangaroo. It was a a woman. It was a woman feeding a kangaroo. You know when you go to these like petting zoos and you get like a little bag of just like pellets that you can feed the animals. Yeah. But it was a big kangaroo. It was taller than her. So she's feeding the kangaroo these pellets. Obviously, she gives them the last couple of pellets. She screws up the bag and puts her hands out as if to say no more and in a blink of an eye the kangaroo kicks her really hard in a fanny and then just fucks off into the distance (laughs) yeah I've seen some proper like ripped kangaroos yeah
1: Yeah, it's like there was one like a photo doing the rounds where it was just like proper like I sent it to you it's like this is what a kangaroo likes when he's oh it looks like when he spent like four years in jail He's was like proper (laughs) ripped like yeah Mm -hmm. there was like a playstation game years ago like Tekken the, the fighting game oh yeah uh, one of the characters and that was a kangaroo and he was just like, he had boxing gloves on <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so he's got a bit of a reputation but that's not what we're talking about anyway Sorry. it's not what we're talking about, no, we're talking about the, the drop bears the drop bear, yeah um, so, uh, basically studies of kill sites and examinations of scats, which is is there poo? Um, scats, Scatman. <laughs> scats yeah, scat man, remember him? Uh, kill, see... what's a kill site? Kill sites where where they where they kill peat kill things. Yeah, so where they've they found the remains of things killed by drop bears.
1: Oh, uh, okay, so not like a like a pit with loads. Of bodies <laughs> no, it's not. just like the are kind of like oh, like yeah. there's a thing here that.
0: If you go down to the woods today, don't go to the drop bear kill site. <laughs> Studies of kill sites and examination of scats suggest mainly medium to large species of mammal make a substantial portion of the animal's diet. Often prey such as macropods are, are larger than the drop bear itself. Now you can ask me what are macropods. Basically, I am, yeah. Because I looked that up because I didn't know what it was. Oh, macropod. Macropod. It's a family of marsupials that includes kangaroos, wallabies, tree kangaroos, wallaroos, padmelons, quackers, and several other groups. So it's basically things like kangaroos. Including yeah. kangaroos.
1: What was the quad melon or whatever you said there?
0: Uh, the quad. Quackers. Qu- pad melons and quackers. Pad melons.
1: Yeah, what are they?
0: I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> that is something that the listeners can look them up for us and send uh, some pictures yeah. in. They sound mm-hmm. a bit mad. So they, they, they're hunting. So basically, they hunt by ambushing ground dwelling am- animals from above. As you can imagine, they, the name Drop Bear, they live up in the tree, drop onion kills. Is, uh, yeah, kill uh, Very stealthy and sneaky. Um, yeah, that's right. And it, it's believed that they can actually wait up to as much as four hours to make a surprise kill. So they, they just sit up in the tree. Once the prey's in view, Drop Bear will drop as much as eight metres to pounce on top of the unsuspecting victim. The initial impact often stuns the prey, allowing it to be bitten on the neck and quickly subdued. God. They, do,
1: they, so they, like, do they hunt on their own or do they live in packs, do you know, or No, they're quite solitary, they hunt on their own. They, so they yeah, just kinda yeah. stalk, bite it, and then pounce when the opportunity oh. arises.
0: And if the prey is small enough they tend to drag it back up into the tree to, to eat it up there. Wow, alright. So I can hear you saying, So what's the danger to humans, Fraser? Don't put words in my mouth. Come on up <laughs> a minute. We're not quite there yet. Yeah but that's the next bit on my notes <laughs> <laughs> alright go on then what's the dangers of humans then Fraser well basically the dangers to humans I think is relatively self explanatory the drop bears are known to attack bushwalkers not bushwhackers bushwalkers, by being dropped on resulting in injury including mainly lacerations and severe bites and what's a Dro- bushwhacker a bushwhacker. A wrestler. Yeah, them two fellas. One of them died a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no shit, they all die, they don't they? So yeah, so drop bears, they're a danger to humans. You can be walking in the woods, bang, drop bear, drops on your back, bites through your neck, and you're dead. Dead? Dead, only oh, Well, they don't always kill. Straight um, for the jugular, Straight for the juggler. They're, they're known to have killed.
1: So are you Are you ready to go through the stats yet? Or are you going to expand a little bit more before we go through the stats on these?
0: I'd like to... I'd like to just, yeah, leave the stats for a bit. Um, Let me expand a little bit more. All right. Because this is the interesting bit here. Now, drop bears, they're known to target people with foreign accents. (laughs) Fuck, what? (laughs) You're 41 times more likely to be attacked by a drop bear if you're not Australian. How, what,
1: I don't know what to say about this. got a
0: recent study that backs this up. Okay. Okay. So, drop bears, they do particularly target tourists. How do they know, though? Well, here we go. Um, there's there's some, some evidence here from Dr. Volker Jansen, a research associate at the University of Tasmania, led a research team into Morton National Park in uh, 120 kilometres southwest of Sydney in search of drop bears. Um... Now, is this a
1: real university is
0: this a real person yeah this this was real yeah. i mean it says it says
1: here yeah. says here i mean <laughs> to that.
0: yeah and well, it i says don't understand that... how they
1: can know that they're not like a national like do they check the passports before they attack people or well what?
0: there's there's a theory here there's a theory here you're jumping ahead So given that, obviously... Yeah, come on, figure (laughs) out your lies first. (laughs) So given that GPS tracking is difficult to apply to a tree-dwelling animal, Volker came up with a new approach to study the animal's behaviour. It involves tracking the prey rather than the predator. Uh, So the location and timing of attacks is then used to map the animal population. So members of the research team, they were tracking using... the, The members were tracked using the GPS devices as opposed to the animal's and the dispersed in the study area and the findings published in the journal have revealed that six drop bears inhabit the study area. Drop bears are known to be very territorial, says Volker, they do not stray far from a relatively small number of trees in close proximity that are used as a hunting ground. Right. Statistically, the results suggest that people born in Australia are significantly less likely to be attacked by drop bears. The analysis has provided valuable insights into the animal's hunting behaviour. It's been confirmed that foreigners are much more likely to be dropped on than Australians.
1: Now there might be some truth in this though. No, to be yeah. fair, because if you're an Australian native, mm-hmm. you are more sort of aware, like you're more conscious of the threats yeah, involved, yeah. right? So if you know there's something in the trees that might sort of jump on you whilst mm-hmm. you're walking around in the in the wilderness, you might think, well I won't walk under there because that's eight foot, and mm. the potential is there's something in there that will jump on the head. Whereas you know if you're just a, tra- uh, a you know a traveller or whatever, you just you don't know anything about it, you go straight in and then. So I can kind of see
0: the logic behind that. Yeah, that that makes that that makes a lot of sense. So an Australian would just be a bit more wary and mm. a bit more cautious. Yeah. Um, well, Volker disagrees. He attributes the selective behaviour to a number of factors. The most significant of which relates to the Australian people's taste for Vegemite. Byproducts of the interaction between chemicals found in Vegemite and those found in human sweat repel drop bears.
1: Most is that Australia- a fact, is
0: it? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Most Australians eat Vegemite at least once a day, so they permanently exude these chemicals throughout their skin and are thus protected. Drop bears are thought to discern Australian accents as well and seem less likely to attack people to have them. come on.
1: Sorry, hang on a minute. No, 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 Hang on a minute. Hang on. So, first of all, what... The chemicals in Vegemite, right? Yeah. So what chemicals in Vegemite cause this kind of...
0: I think it's like a smell. It's like have you ever eaten a lot of garlic, and you can have a garlicky smell. For
1: a I've days. eaten a lot, lot of Vegemite. It's quite nice. Yeah, but I've well, also the... eaten a lot of Marmite, which is the British equivalent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And there isn't that too much distinction between the two. I'd say Vegemite was a bit softer in taste. Mm-hmm. So if I eat a lot of Marmite, mm-hmm. so I think one well, Marmite's yeast extract, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And Vegemite is a vegetable extract. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how it's made. So. If if I eat a lot of marmite, does that mean I won't be as much of a target?
0: Or is it, I suppose, it's a different. Maybe the, the drop bear might go, that smells like marmite, definitely a foreigner. He's definitely he foreign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, so basically, on Volcker's study, he's, he's actually come up with some some ideas to help foreign people protect themselves against drop bears. And the first one is to actually practice talking with an Australian accent. So when you're in the, the forest, you've got to try and when you have any conversations, talk with an Australian accent. Yeah. Um, another another one is to wear forks in your hair. Oh, to on. protect what? yourself. What? Um, but they think that the most the the best the best method of defend yourself against uh, well just putting drop bears off is to actually just put a little bit of Vegemite behind your ears or under your armpits to try and repel the drop bears, because they ah, think yeah, you're an Australian.
1: I'm starting to question this a little bit, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> you know, we did have a you know we, we said, oh, let's do Australia, and there was a yeah. lot of animals to pick from. And yes, surely like some are. I'm sure we'll come across some that we don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've not heard of this drop bear before. And the advice that's been given sounds a bit suspect to me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like you sound
1: like you're starting to not believe it yourself. (laughs) So we've got a dude from um, Tasmanian University. Tasmania, yeah. Uh, And he reckons that if you put Vegemite behind your ear, you're safe walking in the woods. Yeah, yeah from this particular species of bear or
0: marsupial or whatever it is. Also, toothpaste of red is quite a good repellent. Yeah, put toothpaste in your neck. They don't like it. But then,
1: if you're Australian, it's alright though. Yeah, you don't need to. So you don't need to do
0: that? No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what what do you think about drop bears? Do you think they could be dangerous? I
1: I think it sounds like a lot of shit, actually. But you said you were going to talk about the figures, so I, I want to just delve a little bit deeper in. Before I start going, oh no, this is just silly. Like, yeah, that's just. Can you just explain to me, like, how many people have experienced attacks, maybe not deaths, but you know.
0: Oh, well, James, there's not actually any figures on it. There's um, a fucking surprise, right? <laughs> it's okay. not something that they've actually <laughs> managed to put a, a definite number on.
1: Is that because everybody puts Vegemite behind their ears when they
0: go walking in the woods? That's ropes? right. Yes. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it certainly helped the Vegemite. So they sell Vegemite at the airport now. I do it. It's not yeah. April the first, is it? Um, it's it's not. But I is read... that when they did the study? <laughs> Funnily enough, it appeared on the Australian National Geographic website on April the first in two thousand thirteen. I didn't really. I wonder yeah. why. Um. Yeah these these aren't aren't actually real. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Christ! Oh my god!
1: <laughs> so what So what are they like? Kind of like cryptids or what like you know is it like kind of a a mythical beast that some people think they might be real or like
0: they are yes they they were actually made up um about 60 70 years ago to scare tourists for a laugh oh right right. okay um and it's just become something that australians it's become something that all the australian kids and everything know about drop bears and When someone's not from the area, the first thing they say to them is, oh, be careful of the drop bears, and you start telling them all the stories, and tourists are smearing Vegemite behind their ears.
1: (laughs) Like, ah, look at that crazy foal.
0: I'm going to be honest with you, I I looked at a lot of different creatures and everything, and I thought, this isn't real, but I quite like it. Is it it, one of
1: those, like, you know, like, with stuff like this, like cryptids Mm -hmm. and things, so they have this myth, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But then people, people are fucking mad, right? People are a bit crazy, Mm -hmm. and they kind of run with this myth to a point where they're going, "I've seen a drop bear," you know, "I've seen it's definitely true, it's definitely true." And because it's such an old myth, (coughs) sixty or seventy years ago, Mm
0: -hmm. are there people that actually believe in this? Do people think it's real? There's definitely believers. I think it's a bit of a kind of Loch Ness monster type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you you go to some people in Inverness and try and tell them the Loch Ness monster isn't real, and they'll start getting really fucking angry with you, mm. convinced that Nessie's real because it's been around for so long and people see things and they think that's it. And I suppose um, it's a similar amount of time. I I think with Nessie, Cause Nessie yeah. like
1: uh, Nessie might be a bit older. But I think, like, first widely reported was about 70, 80, maybe 100 years ago. So it's it's kind of a similar amount of time. So I think there's possibly people who are going, yeah, there's drop bears in them (laughs) woods there. Just see an angry koala and think that's it. (laughs) Yeah, like a koala sort of runs down the tree and
0: chases them back home. That's a drop bear. So I'm sorry that obviously my first choice for Australia is not actually real, but I quite like <laughs> drop bears, and I thought I want to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, right. not, not, not really dangerous, are they? Because they're not even real, but they they could be considered dangerous because people. No, they're not really, are they? No, they're not. No.
1: no. It's an interesting subject. Yeah, I mean, has there been any um, sort of stories where people have gone into the woods and gone? I've seen a drop bear or oh, a drop bear attacked my wife or anything. No, like I that. couldn't
0: I couldn't find any stories. There were old kind of like stories that parents told our kids to frighten them and stuff like that. But no right. no sort of real stories of people claiming that you know they'd they'd actually seen them or anything. Mm-hmm. Um I do want to give a, a wee quick shout out. I, I listened to a podcast today called Cryptid Campfire um and so if you meant if you said this at the beginning <laughs> yeah i thought i'd leave that out and they they've done 200 and odd episodes and episode 89 is called drop bears and i thought right. i'll give their podcast a listen to and i think it's only fair that i give them a wee shout out i didn't use any of their material i got all my own because it was better but <clears throat> but no fair play to cryptid campfire it's always nice to give a shout what? out to another podcast i'll go back
1: and give that a listen then if uh yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if I won't.
0: <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a bit of a struggle if I listen, to be honest. <laughs> so that's drop bears. I'm not really, not fully done there. I've got a wee story here about a wind-up. Uh, oh, was it called The uh, Most Dangerous Podcast? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was actually uh, a UK reporter was over in Australia and the uh, she, was, she was visiting a like a zoo type place, and they started telling her about drop bears, right? And she she believed them. So they told her they were going to let her hold a real drop bear, and they they got her all dressed up in protective gear and a special mask and all this, and she had as if she was going like deep sea diving. Yeah, yeah. These, these dangerous these things. These yeah. Careful. Yeah. And and they brought out a regular koala and gave it to her to hold. And uh, this is some, some of our quotes. She said that everyone looked very worried about it. She was trying not to be worried because she's been told that she that the drop bear consents if she's worried. And uh, <laughs> it says, speak.
1: After, don't speak in an English <laughs> accent.
0: After a few moments, Miss Edward became increasingly anxious and the wildlife park staff intervened when she pleaded at them to take the animal back off her. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. She's got her in her own head there, has not she? I know and it was just a koala
1: that she was holding yeah that's what I mean um, that's what happens with all these things you know like um, sorry to interrupt you know uh-huh. we've done this before when people like go ghost hunting and stuff we did it on the mm-hmm. Halloween one people get in their own heads and they go oh, yeah, yeah. you know it's like it's just nothing but then they start going well I think it is like mm-hmm. this, this is a drop bear. oh my god oh my god it's going to go sick it's going to bite me you know and that's what's happened there you know it's
0: just their own mind's got
1: the better of it there
0: well, I'm going to admit to you as a 41-year-old man that when I was a little kid and it was dark, I didn't like going up the stairs. I always ran up the stairs. Didn't like walking up the stairs in the dark. And to this day, when I switch the downstairs lights off and I get halfway up the stairs and it's dark, I don't start running. but I still get a kind of nervousness of this something chasing me up the stairs.
1: Oh, that's a natural thing, though. I think there's uh, yeah. like a human element of that because you know i think naturally yeah. as a species the dark is kind of a bit bit bad you know you don't want to be stuck out in the dark and to really? be like I, I get that as well a little bit not all the time mm-hmm. but every now and then I'll, I'll be sort of turn the lights off i'll get sort of halfway up the stairs or down the landing i think mm-hmm. oh i'm not sure about this Or oh, no no just get myself out of here yeah, and I think you just,
0: just a... you just move a bit quicker, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just it. and that's just getting in your own head. And I think that
0: that's exactly what's happened to this this you know that Yeah, you know, there's nothing there. My most feared thing in the world is dark water, like like a, a river a at night or a lake at night. Oh yeah, no, like yeah. even a swimming pool.
1: Yeah, when you can't see can't see below it. Yeah, it's that's just my a...
0: most feared thing in the world. Oh. Not a drop there, no. Not a drop there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so M- Miss Miss Edward, uh, you can actually look this up on YouTube and see the video for getting handed the the koala. And yeah. Being told it's to drop there. Uh, her comments were at the end were you were kidding me? You fucking you asses. bastards! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just put that in. I thought that was that was fun. That you know they actually there's 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 a video out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out yeah. and just to just to really pad this a little bit <laughs> yeah, <please>. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up a couple of other mythical Australian creatures just oh right to see okay what just out there yeah there's a creature called the yara my yahoo uh, right. which is a legendary creature found in Australian aboriginal mythology yeah. and uh, sounds
1: aboriginal, actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, according to legend, the creature resembles a little red frog-like man with a very big head, a large mouth with no teeth and suckers on the ends of its hands and feet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on.
1: Let me just get a pen. Mm-hmm. Just go through that again slowly.
0: Okay. <laughs> little red frog-like man. Frog-like man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. a very big head yeah. a large mouth with no teeth and right. suckers on the ends of its hands and feet
1: I'm not going to show you my drawing but I can't, I can't. <laughs> no I can't it's embarrassing. <laughs> alright I kind of get it a, a, a little bit. How, how did it say how little right, no it just talking? says
0: well let, let me carry on it might give you an idea um, it says the Yara Mayahu uh, is said to live in fig trees instead of hunting for food it is described as waiting for an unsuspected traveller to rest under the tree. The creature then drops down to him with the drop air oh, right. and uses its suckers to drain the victim's blood Fucking hell. All right. after that it swallows the person drinks some water and then takes a nap so it can't be that small Yeah. If it swallows the Better person if it's living in a tree yeah, true.
1: It's got to be like, I'd say, less, smaller than a human, but bigger than a frog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it says it. it's got a large mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So perhaps there's some like link between this and the drop there, you know, yeah. because it's kind of like
0: dropping down, like you say. Wait till you hear this though. When the Yara My awakens, it regurgitates the victim, leaving them shorter than before. The victim's skin also has a reddish tint to it that it didn't have before. If the process is repeated, the victim becomes a yara mayahu themselves. So right. you actually survive the attack.
1: This is quite similar to like um, a vampire, isn't it? Like a, a, a little bit, yeah. You know, you subject to the attack and then if you carry out certain steps afterwards, you then become mm-hmm. that creature. Yeah, that's interesting but it's
0: only active during the day it doesn't come out at night so it's, yes, it's like the opposite so stories of this creature were reportedly told to misbehaving children so fucking buck up your ideas or the Yara My going to turn you into a little red frogman. Grown ups are cruel, aren't they? I know.
1: <laughs> it's the head of shit out of kids' life. Just
0: get up the stairs now, or I'm
1: going to murder you, <laughs> <laughs> or the, the garumaku, whatever the fuck it's called, is going to eat you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, another one: uh, the Pacific Northwest tree octopus. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah. There's very little information on that. It's just an octopus that can live in the sea in but the also tree. live in the trees. And yeah. uh, it, it, There's a lot of this in Australia. It jumps out the tree and attacks you. And mm-hmm. apparently, its main predator is the Yeti. And the last one was the Yowie. Uh, Yowie is one of several names for an Australian folklore folklore entity that is reputed to live in the outback creature has its roots in aboriginal oral history. In parts of Queenland they are known as Quinkin and Jugabina. <laughs> Juga Juga in Bina. parts of New South Wales they are called Gindawaring, Jawara, Mingwin, Putikan, Dulaga, Gulaga and Thulagal. What are <laughs> they? <laughs> yowie type creatures are common in aboriginal Australian legends, particularly in the eastern Australian states. The Yowie is described as a hairy and ape-like mythical creature standing upright at between six foot eleven inches and twelve foot.
1: Oh, so it's like their variation of a Yeti. That's it's basically a, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Big huge I, I think like these are quite interesting. These um, cryptid things like Yetis <laughs> and stuff, like because they seem to be like everywhere in the world, like North America, Bigfoot, uh, yeah. you know, Nepal and stuff. Yeti, and then this one in Australia so like isn't it funny that there's these stories across the globe about these creatures mm-hmm. you know and like these sort of civilizations over the, it's only kind of last sort of hundreds, hundred, 200 years that they've started to sort of interact and, and yeah. mingle and, and share stories but they all seem to have this same story about this, this thing
0: but something so- like a yeti could could very well be believable a big Ape like man, why couldn't that have existed?
1: Yeah, uh, that's true, but then mm. also, like, where's the evidence? Like, yeah, true. you know, if there was a big, like, 10 foot ape man mm-hmm. <clears throat> living in the woods, then you'd find a pile of shit or something, like, or some hair, <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like, you'd find yeah. something, and there just doesn't seem to be enough evidence to support that. I no. mean, they've got like, I've seen footprints, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you used to do it as a kid, didn't you? Like, a not mache but you know what I mean. The, plaster of Paris, plaster of Paris, it, that's it. Like, yeah, I've seen like big sort of footprints of that and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just not enough, is it? Like, if there's big, big fuck off beasts like that walking mm-hmm. around, there's, there's got to be more than just a, a plaster of Paris foot going around. Like,
0: yeah, it could just be big hairy guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live in the woods. I don't know, but I know what you're saying. Like different civilizations that have never met each other have come up with the same kind of creature. Yeah, it's that's bizarre in
1: itself. Yeah. But then on top of that, where's the evidence to to prove this? Like mm-hmm. no, The world's a big place. We've gone way off course here anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's that's what I've got on drop bears. I just thought they're interesting. I was looking at, you know, big spiders and snakes and sharks and stuff and yeah, this this came up, you know, like we've talked about our research process before. What is the most dangerous thing in Australia? Google. <laughs> That's the starting point. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Ever the professionals, like. And the <laughs> most Australia, like the rest of us, you know the the most common death isn't illness is car crash. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, people know about you know, black widow spiders. And I think they're more of an American thing. actually. Yeah. I don't think you get them in Australia, actually. And you have worse ones in Australia. Yeah. I know they're not short of scary spiders, are they? It's not, they're not going to be missing out. Yeah, like black widows, well, they have piece yeah. of piss, eat them for breakfast. I just thought drop bears. I thought they look interesting. Uh, I thought I'll see how long I can, String you along, <laughs> believing <that they're> real. <laughs> to
1: start with. I was a bit kind of like, yeah, that's a bit weird. But I was a bit yeah. kind of like, well, it's funny. I've not heard of them. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm like David Attenborough or anything, but yeah, you know, I was kind of a bit like, oh, it's funny. I've not come across them before. And then as it sort of gradually transpired, <laughs> I think when you started saying about like, you know, you, you need to put veg- you might- <laughs> it was kind of no. But uh, anyway, nice little fun sort of introduction to the series. Yeah. I will go a bit more kind of like get a bit more
0: realistic over the next couple of episodes, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I've got, I, might my, I've got another choice and it, it is a serious choice that is quite dangerous. Yeti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Australian Yeti. The Australian sea dragon. Um, <laughs> No, I've got I've got
1: to to whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah,
0: genuinely quite dangerous. And I know you've mentioned one of the things you want to do, and I, I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, you know, when we, when we get probably delve deeper into yeah into things. It should be interesting to see. No if you est- Yeah, if we can establish what is that actually the most dangerous thing? Like, I suppose we're going more down like the sort of mm-hmm. animal living thing rather yeah. than car crashes and. Base jumping.
0: Yeah, but I think we've we've talked about this before. Now, you know, all right, a car crash isn't always your fault. But I think when we're looking for the most dangerous thing, we're looking for something that you could be minding your own business and boof, you're dead.
1: Yeah, something Something. we can like uh, sort of
0: whack out fifty minutes worth of. (laughs) Yeah, like a base jumper knows that they're taking a risk. So base jumping is dangerous, but it's a choice. Yeah, yeah, that's you the know. thing. That's the uh, angle. Uh, you can you mind your own business, a spider bites and you die. That's not a choice. That's dangerous mm-hmm. for me anyway. Um, a choice for the spider. Yeah. So all our dedicated listeners out there, um, our figures were actually really good for the AFCON episode. Were they? Uh, oh, yeah, they were. No complaints yet though, no? No complaints, no. That's yeah. good to know. I had to filter that quite quickly over one weekend so um but no it was um yeah figures were good but we just again ask you to share like subscribe uh we're yeah please do business. the reason we ask
1: yeah. you to do that is because it helps with the sort of algorithm mm-hmm. it kind of pushes mm-hmm. us up the leaderboard a little bit and it just helps us to it helps other people like-minded people to sort of get come across our podcast so any mm. sort of likes or subscriptions or anything like that just really helps
0: us so we really do appreciate it yeah definitely and we're still taking i know we're doing this series just now we're still taking suggestions because we'll we'll do we'll do australia for maybe five six episodes something like that wherever we feel to cover it and do it some justice yeah and, i guess we'll just um, see how it
1: goes i suppose the mo- yeah. If you're enjoying it, let us know. And if you want more, let us mm-hmm. know. And then if not, we'll go back to the original format. But mm-hmm. we'll see, what, see right. what happens.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's been fun, James. I just thought it was a little bit of a, a daft one after us both being ill and <laughs> doing a clip show and it's... some your AFCON last week was brilliant. I think it it's know, very it was, serious, wasn't it? Very think... serious, because it's it's a serious point. It's a really important thing that I think needs discussing. Um. But I thought we'll go for a bit of something a bit daft yeah, this week and
1: something nice, nice, mm. light hearted subject
0: just to ease yeah. us into this uh this up and coming series. Mm-hmm. And uh I've got a good a good good serious one, something that really is dangerous. Something that does cause deaths and uh so my my next Australia one won't won't be won't be mythical. <laughs> right, okay. It's something that's actually real. So that's been good, James. Yeah, let call it a night, shall we? yeah that's uh that's been the most dangerous podcast australia part one drop bears thanks everyone take care James take care bye everyone